like this, okay? So we're going to start from the Gemara on, um, on Tavchav Hei, yeah? And what the Gemara was talking about, in, in the, sorry, what the Mishnah was just talking about is at what time periods the Amaratsim, the people who don't know Halacha and are not trusted to keep Halacha, when they are actually Neman, when they do have a level of credibility, when they claim that they did take off things properly. He says the Gemara on, on that, uh, you know, Chafei Amaral 25a, third line, the Yehuda in. It sounds like only in Yehuda are they believed, right? When they claim that they already took the Chuma properly, right? But in Galil, Galilee, they're not believed. My time, what's the reason? Because there was a, a piece of land, right? Literally a ribbon of land that was inhabited by the Kusim, by the Samaritans. And that was actually separating between these two pieces of land, between Yehuda and Galil. And therefore, although the people in Yehuda could be trusted, but the people in Galil were not trusted. So then allow it to be brought in a, either a box, a chest, or a closet. And these objects would protect the contents against Tuma. They would be mafsik. They would create a chatzitza, a, uh, a blockage that would allow it to remain tahor. Homani Rebbe, this is the opinion of Rebbe. Rebbe held that a, a object that is actually portable, even though it's a tent, Technically, it's not called a tent because if it's on the process of being moved, it's not considered to be able to protect it. Tanya, we learned Migdal. Let's say someone goes into non-Jewish territory in a in one of these types of objects that protect you, but it's being carried. Rabbi Matami, Rabbi says he's still Tami. Rabbi Yehuda says you're tar. So we see that Rabbi holds that you are Tami when you're being transported in these boxes, and it does not consider to protect you when it's in the move. Let the truma be brought in a earthenware vessel that has a very tight uh, lid. And that very tight lid will still protect it, as we learned in the, in the Torah. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Eliezer says, They taught, Things that are actually kodesh um, are not protected in a tzamed pasil, are not protected from tuma in a tight covering. But we learned in a brisa. Ein chatas nitzalas tzamed pasil that the water of the mechatas, the water that's going to be used for the sprinkling of the ashes of the paraduma, that is not protected by a tight covering, my lab, hakodesh nitzel. Now we learned in the previous Mishnah, not this one, but the previous one, that there's different levels of sanctity. And the highest level of sanctity is, is the mechatas, is the water that's going to be used for the paraduma. And a level below that is kodesh, the sanctified ones. So we're telling you that the a tightly fitting cover on a vessel made out of earthenware can protect, I'm sorry, cannot protect against the water of the Paraduma, the implication is that it could, however, protect Kodesh from becoming Tameh. Light, indeed, it's not true. What it teaches you is water that has not yet become sanctified. In other words, the ash of the Paraduma are not yet put into it. That can't protect you with a tight lid. The Chabraya, the Chabayram, they prepare their holy objects in Tahara in Galil. Manichin, and then they let them remain. And then when Elio Anavi comes, then he will make them tahar. Okay, now we continued in the mission. We said that at the time of the wine press and time of the olive presses, then they are believed even regarding truma. Remini, the Gemara challenges this. If Amaaretz is finished gathering together his olives, he should leave behind one basket for truma. And he should give it to a poor kayin. No contradiction here. The Mishnah that says that you 
the Mishnah that says that, that we is Nemo, and that's referring to olives that ripen quickly. And therefore, the Amaretz is trusted. But the olives that ripen take longer to ripen, then the Amaretz is no longer trusted. And therefore, we think that maybe he's not going to tell the truth. What are called late ripening olives? Like those of your father's house. This entire Mishnah was taught about Galil, not about Yehuda. The other side of the Jordan River and Galil and the and the Galil. They are trusted regarding the wine during the wine season. And the oil during the oil season. But not regarding the wine during the oil season. And not regarding the oil during the wine season. So rather, the best explanation is that one which we gave initially, Rav Nachman's answer. That we're, sometimes we're talking about the when we say that it is okay, that's the early ripening. When we say that it's not okay, that's the late ripening. After the wine press time and the olive press time has passed, and they bring him a jar of wine of truma. You're not allowed to accept it from him. But the Amaretz could leave it for the coming season of the wine press. Well, my name is Sheshus. They asked Sheshus a question. If the Kayin transgresses and picks it up, is he allowed to leave it for the next season of the wine press? Amalus, who said to him, You have learned it already. Who inherited jointly from their fathers in Amaretz, can say to the other, Take the wheat that's in one place, and I'll take the wheat that's in the other place. You take the wine in one place, right? So you have two different siblings who have inherited their father, one of whom is very careful with the laws of ritual purity, and one of whom does not know, and he is not careful with those laws, okay? They can split it up and say, I'm going to take this area, you take that area. I'm going to take this area, you take that area. Do not say to him, right? Do not say, you take the, the moist produce and I will take the wet produce. Or, and you take the wheat and I will take the barley. That is not okay for him to say. was stated about this. The one who does know the halacha properly, he should burn the stuff that was already moist, and the stuff that was not moist, he's allowed to actually use it. So why is, why is he allowed to use it? Why does he just leave it for the upcoming season during the wine press time period? We're referring to something that does not have a specific period in which it is pressed. Okay? So let him leave it for the next, the next holiday, when in general we say the produce farmers is considered tar. It refers to something which cannot be kept until the Yom Kippur. But if he said to him, I've set apart inside of this a revius as an object which is, uh, you know, holy, then indeed he is trusted. They both agree that we can check for the sake of preparing the, the carbon Pesach, right, like this. You're allowed to investigate in a field that has what we call a grave, right? In other words, we learned in the previous Pesachta that sometimes what we have is we have a field where we know that there was a dead body there at one point. Then the dead body was plowed over, unfortunately. And now you don't know exactly where the body is, is, is still contained, okay? So, but the halacha is that you're allowed to investigate the field. And if somebody wants to come create the carbon Pesach and doesn't want to become Tameh, he's allowed to investigate the field and then, then he'll be allowed to walk there if the field seems clear. But he's not allowed to investigate the sake of eating truma. My biking was meant to be biting. Check. I'm going to be doing a shmuel. A man can blow on the ground. And then the area of a besa pras, which is that large enough area, we can assume that perhaps we can be concerned, perhaps the 
the bones got that far, then he could travel. This base of pas which has been walked on is in a state of purity. In the case of those who go out to prepare the carbon pesach, and the sages did not say their halacha in a place where it's going to involve kares, or potentially involve kares. Like this, but when it comes to the people who are eating truma, then they're going to be very stringent. Why? Because then it's going to be talking about something where it's going to involve the Gemara asks, let's say you investigate a base of pras for the sake of being able to go walk in there on your way to bring your carbon Pesach. Now, what's the halacha? Is he then allowed to eat truma? Because ultimately, once it's free, it's free, right? In other words, it has no dead value. What's your concern? says, once you've checked it for the sake of making sure that it has no that it'll be kosher for the carbon Pesach, well, then it also now is kosher for your truma. He says, if you investigated it for the current Pesach, you're not allowed to eat to, to then eat Shumo after walking through. So an elder said to him, do not argue with Ula, because we learned in a Mishnah according to his view. If he said to him, I set aside in, set aside in this area a Revius, one Revius worth of a quarter lug of water or of wine as a as Kaidesh is holy, Neman he's believed. Since we believe this fellow when he talks about what, that which he considers to be Kodesh, sanctified, then we also believe him regarding Truma. So, so too over here, when it comes to believing someone regarding Karim Pesach, we should also then believe him regarding Truma. There are jugs of wine and jugs of oil. Tana, we taught. You're not believed regarding casks, you're not believed regarding the Truma. What's the case of the tasks? If it's referring to tasks that belong to If you're believed about the contents of the casks, you shouldn't believe about the casks themselves. You have to say rather it's referring to casks of truma produce. This is obvious. If he's not even going to believe regarding truma, I can't count him. Not again, he believes regarding the casks. Rather, it's referring to empty casks which are designated for sanctified objects, right now they're empty. So once the, once the Kodesh is no longer there, the Amaris is no longer trusted. Or to full casks of Truma at the time of the vats. We learned in the Mishnah, jugs of wine and jugs of oil that became mixed up. My lab, doesn't it mean that they became mixed up with Truma? Rather, it means mixed up a sanctified things. But does mixing up apply in the case of things that are, are made holy? case he prepared his table, objects that not yet had been tied from at all, for the sake of ultimately taking out from it the stuff that he needed for the libations. How long before the actual uh, pressing period, we trust him 70 days prior. We see from here that Allah is the Iluye Arisa, the Mitrach Agolfi, Shivim Yemen, Mekame Maatrasa. The Aris is permitted, it, it has to start being busy with what is an Aris? An Aris, by the way, is somebody who is like a sharecropper. In other words, he works the fields and he gets a certain percentage of the produce of the crop. So he has to start busying himself with the jugs and making sure they're in good condition 70 days prior to the harvest season. Like the next mission, from Modim and inward towards Yerushalayim, the Manamal Klicharas, 
they are trusted regarding earthenware vessels that they are in a state of purity. Medim and outwards away from Yerushalayim, they're not trusted. How is it so? A potter sells the pots. He's entered in, inward of Medim. So like this, the, the potter, and then the one who purchases the pots, and then the one who buys them, right? The, the pots themselves and the one who buys them, they're all going to be believed. Yatsa, but if he goes out, you no longer believe. Tana, we learned in a, uh, Tana taught. Medin itself, sometimes we consider like in, interior, closer to Yerushalayim. Sometimes we consider more like Yerushalayim, outside Yerushalayim. Ketzad, how is this so? Right? You have a kadar, you have a potter going out, and you have a chaver coming in. It's considered as, as if it's on the interior part of Yerushalayim and inward. If two people are going in, or if two people are going out, right? Then it's like they're going out. So if it's two people going in, then it's like two people going in, in to the interior part. But if it's on their way out, then it's already considered like it is on the exterior as if it's like from Modin towards Tel Aviv, and therefore it is no longer considered to be in a state of ritual purity. Okay, tomorrow night, we're going to continue from Amar Abaya on the top of Chavav, and then Tuesday night, Ezra Hashem, we'll come to the end of Seder Moed, right? At least the end for the next little bit until uh, seven, seven years from now, uh, when, we will, when we'll be starting up, uh, not less than seven, less than seven years, five years from now, we will be starting up again, right? A little, little more than five years from now, we'd be starting up again, beginning of Seder Moe. Okay, take care, guys. Be well. Right.